This week on the podcast, Carrie and I are sharing our top three favorite Pixar movies of all time. And surprisingly, we didn't pick the same movie at all. We have very different criteria of how we like to pick our favorite movies. Stay tuned to find out how different we are. Hi, I'm Francine and you're listening to the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast, a podcast where our first topic of conversation will always be Disney. I've been a Disney fan for as long as I can remember, and I'm determined to bring more of that Disney magic into my everyday life. So if you need a little extra pixie dust in your day, you've come to the right place. Thanks so much for listening, and let's get started. (laughs) Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast. Hi, Carrie. Hello, Fran. (laughs) I'm just checking you're there. I'm here. You're here. Can you see me? Can you hear me? (laughs) I can hear you. You had me in fits right before we started recording again. So it took us a minute to to get rolling. But hi. 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 Here. Present. How are you doing? I'm good. Good? Mm -hmm. Are you ready for this week's podcast? Because we had the whole debate again about did I think about it? Did I give you time to think about it? You betcha. (laughs) You're ready to go. You betcha. (laughs) (laughs) Well, before we dive into this week's topic of conversation, we wanted to cover some of the news stories that's coming out Mm -hmm. of Disney, Um, which is kind of funny because a lot of the times when I'm looking for the news stories, I'm going to uh, another like unofficial Disney site. So and I have no, you know, I go to WDWNT. I take it with a grain of salt. Because sometimes their stuff is not good. It's speculative. Uh, So I don't necessarily share the ones that are speculative. Because I don't like those. But some of them are really good. Most of them are good. Yeah. Yeah. So some of them are really good. And um, one of them was something that I didn't realize that package pickup has not been available since Walt Disney World reopened. I knew that. But I thought that. It was available in the park for some reason, but I don't think it, it was, right? So it's it was right. not available at all. Yeah. So, and one of the news stories is that they have, so it said that package pickup has been largely absent since Walt Disney World began its phased reopening in July. But now with the Festival of the Arts, you can ship your packages to the front of Epcot if your purchase is over $150. Oh, so I'm assuming that's like if you buy some big artwork yeah, or whatever. Larger, yeah, because the Festival of the Arts obviously is on. I wish I could be there for that right now. I love that festival. Now, have you ever done that? Did you ever ship to the front of the park or ship? To I the never ship to the front of the park. I always ship to my resort. Yeah, me too. That's pretty. Awesome. Yeah, because I always I'm always worried that if I ship it to the front of the the park, I'm going to forget. Yeah, me too. To pick it up. (laughs) Whereas at least if it's at my resort, I'll probably remember when I get to my resort. Which is silly because I'm usually like I could go back to the park. It's not like it's a six hour drive away. But But also too, like that's a good excuse to just buy something whenever you want to buy it. Because, you know, you can ship it to the front of the the park if you were there like driving or whatever. You know, whereas if you were to pick it up on the way out, you've got your whole day to decide if you really want to buy it or not. (laughs) That's what I'm getting at. That's true. That's true. It does sort of facilitate the shopping, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's the word, like when you you see something that's like love at first sight and you have to buy it and you've only been in the parks 
for like 10 minutes and, you're, <laughs> and you gotta you gotta carry it all like day most time you're like oh i don't feel like getting this i'll get it later and then sometimes you don't even buy it but it's that thing that you must have and you're like that you're buying it no matter what um and then you're like oh i gotta carry this around all day yeah and especially i think with kids too right once you get that that toy although i think sometimes parents use it for an end of day if you're good all day you can come back and buy this which is Sounds like which a also strategy yeah it works it works i know i've been i've been with kids where I, i'm like okay like if you behave the whole day at the end of the day we could purchase what you're looking at right now so kind of keep you know and then you just remind them of that throughout the day to keep them in check <laughs> <laughs> sometimes i do that for myself if i if i promise not to buy everything throughout the day i will come back and get this at the end of the night mm -hmm. so yeah i would love to be there right now buying some like i've seen some friends online buying artwork it's oh i'd love to be there yeah in other news stories there is a survey that was sent out to some people after from wdwnt uh, after they had been at Animal Kingdom. And Disney's usually really good. Like, they're always doing surveys, right? Always do surveying the guests about their experience, what they liked, what they didn't like. You know, I think I heard once, too, that they send you a survey about your entire stay when you get home, but they wait something like six to eight weeks to do it because they want you to have your credit card bill before you answer the questions. Like, so that it's it's actually based on the you're when you're looking back at that vacation right because on day one when you get home you're like oh my gosh that was the best vacation ever but when your credit card comes in then you start to equate the value of your of your vacation versus what you spent and that's when you really get the the insight anyway so i'm digressing but there's a survey right now that they were sending people after they had been in animal kingdom there was a lot of covid questions obviously about how how you felt about the restrictions and things like that they asked you to rate your experience with wait times, which, you know, sometimes they're in the surveys, sometimes they're not. But then how big of a Marvel fan you were, how big of a Star Wars fan you were, and how big of a fan of Disney in general, which is kind of interesting to ask about Star Wars and Marvel when you're at Animal Kingdom. I don't know. Um, but then there were a lot of questions about the things that are kind of missing and whether them being absent positively, negatively, or had no impact on your day. So you had to rate them. So one of them was extra magic hours. Okay. That's what I was going to say. Like, what were the, I didn't, yeah. I didn't read that article. I saw it, but I didn't, I didn't uh, swipe up and read it. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's one of those those things where oh look at you in the swipe up that's on Instagram right yes follow <laughs> pixie does fan on Instagram well yes because you have to have so many followers to do that swipe up thingy um so yeah we don't have it yet uh <laughs> so yes follow along the extra magic hours uh right now is not they really don't have extra magic hours and they were asking whether that had an impact fast pass isn't that interesting like i wonder if they're trying to gauge are they going to bring these things back are they bringing them back soon or are they going to bring them back later or maybe not at all although i can't see them getting rid of fast passes 
Like they're mm-hmm. such now they're in such the I don't like them, but they're so ingrained in maybe it's more about the timing, right? Like figuring like, out the best time or, or like do, keeping them keeping it um suspended in until they really need to bring it back. Yeah. Based on the answer about the wait times. Mm-hmm. The other thing they were asking about is nighttime spectaculars and character limited character meet and greets. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. people love characters and people love night like like fireworks. What is that's probably fireworks are probably the Magic Kingdom fireworks are probably what every single person that's never been yeah. to Disney World thinks is thinks it's all about. <laughs> so oh hundred percent. Like honestly, extra magic hours I only use at night. I never use them in the morning because I don't like to get up that early. Um Fast passes, I I like them and then I don't I have a love hate relationship with them. And but nighttime spectaculars, like those are no brainers. There there has to be some kind of entertainment at night. Mm-hmm. And then limited character meets. Honestly, like I guess I'd feel different if I had kids that were going to, to meet the characters, but that was something that really stood out to me in Disneyland was you didn't really have that. The characters kind of roamed. You you said hello, whatever. But it, it wasn't like a, I must line up to go meet this person and spend two hours in line so that I can go up and take a picture. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think they roam. They're there doing that, but they also... And there's long lines. But they, they have um, them sort of roaming or you see them freely walking from one land to another and we always joke that if that was at Walt Disney World you'd you'd get plowed down by like a by some rogue strollers uh, mums in the strollers if if that happened more often there um yeah I kind of like I'm loving the pictures I see of the characters spontaneously popping up at the resorts but they're not there for meet and greet like they're kind of they're walking by waving as if they're just you know, somebody in the park or, or somebody at the resort. Like it's kind of, I think it's kind of neat. I think it's neat. I, I, especially as an adult, because we're, yeah, we're not, you know, might not be our priority to wait in line and get an autograph, but I, I like, I think we might've mentioned this a couple of episodes ago. Like I like the idea of just seeing them randomly because then that brings more characters into my experience, right? Because I wouldn't wait in line. So if I get to see them on the, um, the, uh, up at the train station or I get to see them in in the the Mm -hmm. gardens or wherever they're hanging out like I would see them and I would get excited and I would probably wave and want to stop and look at them whereas if there's a line or or getting a fast pass to see one I just I just avoid it Um, but I know a lot of people with like when you have little children and again you've never been Mm -hmm. before you like that's something that you think is a absolute must do and an absolute part of the experience yeah. Right. Like people will say, oh, if I go now, like my kids are going to get to meet the characters or get the autographs. Like I would think a lot yeah. of people that have little children would not want to go right now because they think or maybe they've even been before and they know that like that's just something that they that's do. Like, part until, of their experience. Until they get to a certain age that that's what kids want to a lot of kids yeah. want to do. Right. They want to meet the characters. So, yeah, I think, you know, it's one of those things we have to be so careful because when they post these things, you know, you and I can give our, our opinions, but so many places read into it, right? Like, what does this mean? And it could very well just be them trying to figure out when do we open these things again? When do we, you know, how do we gauge that experience? 
Um, so it'll be interesting to see how this all evolves. Mm -hmm. Like as things open up and things get a little more populated and things, what do they bring back first? Did, did, you know, like, I think a lot of things that have happened at first, we didn't know what to expect, but now that it's happened and we see it working or like that, it can be, maybe some of it can be incorporated, like a hybrid Mm -hmm. of character meet and greets, right? Where they continue to do, they continue to do a little bit of what they're doing now. Right. I worry a little about the extra magic hours, though, because I worry if they get rid of the extra magic hours, it's just to make room for those paid events, right. like the paid after hours, right? Well, and there was and lots it's such, of them before it, anyways, like early yeah. morning, early magic mornings and early magic breakfasts or whatever. Well, there's always been little like little bits and pieces of uh, gossip <laughs> that they're going to charge for those things anyways, right? Charge for fast passes, charge yeah. for... Charge yeah. for extra magic hours, which I guess the early, the early yeah. morning magic things—that's what it is. I see. That's really, like, really what it is. But, but you um, want to be able to show the value. Like those are the things that you're getting, and maybe they're charging for it if you're not a resort guest. Like maybe yeah, that's the resort, yeah, right? I think that's like been maybe about too. Yeah, because they have to show that you get some kind of additional value staying on property. But yeah, I don't know. like It'll now, be like maybe back see. in the old days they did, but do they have to now? I don't know. You do it once and you love the experience. Yeah. I mean, honestly, staying on property is is worth its weight to me, regardless of any of those things. But um, yeah, it'll even be interesting. The fact that they, even the fact that they bring you, that they, just the fact that they bring you from the airport and then you have transportation the entire week mm-hmm. and they drop you back off at the airport seven days later, however many days later. Yeah. That's probably... Yeah. You know, like it, perk enough for a lot of families. You don't have to worry about driving, renting a car. Car seats. It's all, it's it's pretty much going into an uh, all-inclusive sort I of I was just bubble. thinking <laughs> the same thing. Like when you go on an all-inclusive and they pick you up at the airport, they take you there. If you want to go and explore the city, you got to figure it out on your own. And it's it's not necessarily the most easy thing to do. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I was thinking the same thing. See, Mm -hmm. the other thing they were asking about was the cleanliness, the cast member interactions, and of course, the overall experience. So happy to see, you know, that they're, they're doing the, they're still doing the surveys because they're still very important. I think they're more important at this time than they are. uh, They have been in the past as well. Very interesting. Well, Carrie, there, other than the, okay, so there was more news, but it was, it was, um, (laughs) we remember the slow news day you and I were talking that night and I was like oh my gosh Carrie you're not gonna believe it there's a new what was it pear was it pear color no no peach it It was a peach magic band like it was (laughs) it's a slow news day this is like the headline story it's a peach magic band um yeah there's a new magic band and it's yes Folks. Yes. Well, now that hop- hopping is returned and you no longer get your magic band uh, automatically, so they're not included in your resort stay. So I guess people are looking at buying them or I-, I think they're totally worth it. I think they're part of the experience, but I can only imagine how much money it was costing Disney to, to give you a magic band every time. Like I must have a hundred of them here. It's ridiculous, right? So, especially when you do split stays and you get one at if you got one at every check. Exactly. So even if you think about it, even if they couldn't, you know, they had the cost down to like a dollar, a dollar fifty. That's still exponential when you're adding it to all of the resorts, all of the people, people losing them. Like it's just, I totally get it. I think it would have been 
Like that's a that's a good cost cutting measure in my my opinion and but you know not everybody will agree with me. So anyway, this isn't what we were talking about. <laughs> that was our that was our news segment. You know what we need is a jingle for the news. Like the Gary Gnu news or something. <laughs> we'll work on that. We'll put it on our to-do list. <laughs> this to-do list is getting pretty long. But today's episode we are talking about our top three Pixar movies. So you and I, we're going to pick our top three Pixar movies um, of all time. We can do honorable mentions because three was really hard to, to limit it to. But Right. And you, originally, I think I suggested like ranking them. <laughs> I can't even. I know. I there's even. 23 of them right now. Like there's no way <laughs> we would never have got through the ranking. <laughs> so, yeah, you could barely pick the top three. So yep. you, so you had time to think. Well, about I could, it. it was easy to pick my top three. Really? Sure. Yeah. But, but you had to think about it. No, I had to uh, think about. Never. Mind. Like the why? The why? Yeah. I won't, Are, I'm not, you didn't give me much time, so I'm not gonna have much to say. I'm just gonna spit them out. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I'm glad that you you you've come to the conclusion of your top three, and you're ready to share them. Sure. Yes. Excellent. Would you like to go Why do first? I have to go first you see, you always say this. Why do I have to go first? I can go first if you want. I, now my three are in no particular order. Is that okay? That's fine. Okay, so I'll just I'll just share my first one then. Mm-hmm. My first favorite Pixar movie is Ratatouille. 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 So you know Ratatouille. It was in two thousand seven, and. I'm assuming that most people have seen it. If you haven't, you got to go to Disney Plus and check it out. Uh, the new attraction is supposed to be opening in Epcot, hopefully this year. They can, you know, the the timing is TBD. Um, but this is like, this is just such a fun movie. It is a fun movie. It's about a rat who is a chef. Like it's, <laughs> it couldn't be any more. Um, like it should not be happening, right? Like, he's a rat in a kitchen cooking for a food critic. (laughs) Like, and how fun is that? And then there's, you know, then the guy that he is sort of the puppet master for is his name's Linguini. um, And he's he's sort of the he he's just like such an underdog, right? Like nothing good ever happens to him. And yet he's still so positive and stuff. And then Remy helps him cook. And he's got this brother, Emile, who's like this this bigger um, rat uh, who's always eating. And it's kind of like, but then there's all these messages in it, like about your family loyalty and being the underdog and to persevere and like, and to top it all off, I mean, I know it's a cartoon, but I am dying to try Ratatouille. Like before the movie came out, I'd never heard of this dish but apparently it's supposed to be delicious and it looks so good in the cartoon when the food critic is eating it. I really want to try it, even though I think it's all vegetables. It is. Well, yeah, I think so. Like it's all vegetables. It's like eggplant and something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, but I really want to try it. So that's it. Ratatouille. I and like I that movie a lot. It's fun, right? It is funny. And it's, yeah, I love the, the you know, Paris and... Yeah, it's good. It's good okay, one. there you go. So that's that's mine. 
Uh, I think it's really, really funny. Okay, it is, Carrie. It is. It is. What would be yours? Okay, so one of my three is Coco. I love and Coco. And that's, that's a, a, that's a good fairly one. new one. Um, and uh, I love the music. I love the story. I love that it's got... I remember when I first... And I'm sure I've... I think we talked about this probably a couple episodes. About how, um, like, when it first came out, I, I was... I, I didn't necessarily seemed to get too excited because I was kind of confused like I didn't maybe even understand the story and then when mm. I've watched it I've watched it so many times I can't even count I watch it and let the let it play so I can hear the music I love the story anything to do with the grandma I love I love that it's got his grandma because I have you know anything to do with the grandma like I love um you have a soft spot for I have grandmas. a soft spot for grandma <laughs> like even in in um in Moana like the the grandma with the tattoo in the story like that just gets me. And the music is by the folks that did the Frozen music. So it's awesome. Yeah. Like the music the is really music. good. I love, I love the characters. I love, I just love everything about it. I don't know what else to say, but it is a top surprisingly after, I, like I said, I, I, I didn't seem too keen. And then it's my number one out of all those movies. And it's funny. Cause I remember the first time, like when you first saw it, you were kind of like, Hmm, like you weren't committal either way. And and you just like now it's become one of your favorites. Yeah, I love it. That's so awesome. I love the way that it looks, the artwork, everything about it is awesome. It just speaks to you. It does. It's it's the greatest. Okay. So that's a good one. If I had more also time on... to think about it, I might have more deep oh conversation. My about it. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. Done. Everybody, Check. everybody listening. So we get every week. This is the same thing. Carrie, Carrie likes to think about things uh, and, and think about them well in advance. And yes. Yeah, so at the end of this, we're going to talk about what our podcast topic is for next week. So you can have no. a whole week to think about <laughs> it. <laughs> With this, with this movie too, one thing I, like a lot of the Disney movies and Pixar movies, a, a lot of the memories start for me at the D23 Expo because we go to the live action and the, and the animation panels. And even back when they talked about it back then, um, and they, they sang Remember, Remember Me and like that's, I think that's how they closed out the, I think that's how oh, they, closed, how out they the closed out the D23. Yeah. Like they had Benjamin Bratt, like in mm. the little boy, the actor that that sings like singing or whatever. So a lot of my memories about the recent Pixar movie, since I started going to the expo are, they start there. Um, so but it I kind still, of piques like, your interest. There. It piques my interest. Um, and maybe by that time they, they had told us about it at the expo before. And I was like, Oh, okay. I don't know that I get that or whatever. And then by the expo, when they were really, showcasing it because i'm pretty sure that's how they exited when they did toy story 4 they had like the they had the our green army men like fall from and woody like come <laughs> down from the ceiling or whatever and there was like confetti cannons all over the place like they always end that session and the, and the right. coco the coco year they they i'm pretty sure they ended the the session with coco so a lot of the memories start uh with how with i learned about it and some of them are just like they just show you sketches you know uh, and you about get what so they're excited. thinking about or the stories change or whatever and then you get to see what the movie ends up being when you're but sitting I think in the theater part of that it. too is about hearing from the creator because then mm -hmm. you get a glimpse into who's creating it and how how much it means to them and what the story is to them 
And like Coco, I never saw in the theater. And generally, I see every Disney or Pixar movie in the theater. And I didn't see it in the theater. I watched it at home, thank goodness, with the and when I'm crying. (laughs) (laughs) When you're bubbling. When Mama Mama Coco, you know, takes the picture and pieces them together. Yes. That's that's a tearjerker. It's a it's a it's a bit of a tearjerker. Well, (laughs) for me anyways. Yes. For me, too, which is why it's not one of my favorites. Because wow. I, the movies that have, like, the teary stuff in it, I, I struggle with. Interesting. Like, yeah. Interesting, eh? Okay. Well, my second one is the original Toy Story. I absolutely love the original Toy Story. First movie, 1985. Love it. I think... I think I remember watching it the very first time. And keep in mind, I was an adult, like, when that first came out. And looking at that and thinking back and thinking, wouldn't it be fun if that were true? Like, what if all my... Because I had tons of toys and, like, stuffed animals or whatever when I was a kid. What? How fabulous would it be if they had little personalities and came to life when I wasn't in the room and you know, talk to each other and, you know, like, I just, I think the concept itself is so fun. And I think I told you about this, Carrie, that um, as a kid, obviously I had, like, I had stuffed animals and I had like this cookie monster and I loved my cookie monster. He was very important to me. And one year we went to Disney and we got home and realized, well, I think we realized about halfway home and we drove in those days. So, you know, we're thousands of miles or whatever away. And we realized that I didn't have my cookie monster and I was devastated. So we got home and my mom phoned like, in the, like you didn't have the internet, right? So she phoned the contemporary resort and they said it wasn't in the room when we checked out, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, they called us back like a couple days later. They had found my cookie monster in the laundry room. So they must have, like, when they were stripping the sheets, they had picked up my cookie monster and took him to the laundry room. So they found him. I was, like, over the moon. And then they mailed him home to me. So, you know, when I think of Toy Story, I think, can you imagine if my cookie monster had, like, this whole experience where he wakes up in the room and we've all left him? And he's trying to get home to me and he ends up in the laundry room. Trying to get home. He's like, woohoo, I live in the contemporary. Right? And then they find him in the laundry room and they send him home. Like, how fantastic of an experience. I just think, I think it's such a fun concept to think about your toys having, like, this whole life when you're not in the room. I think it's so great. I've never really thought of my toys in that perspective (laughs) with watching the Toy Story movies, but I get it. Right? I think it's so original and, and even just like, and of course they have like the, the ha- everybody has such a different personality and there's even like a bad guy who like tortures his toys and his poor toys and he's like a big bully. Like I just, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. And it was something we had never, it was m- like mind boggling for us to see a movie like that. Yeah. And then think of the generations that are that grew up like that. Like they totally perfectly timed it for people, you know, as Andy grows and going off to school. And I just think it's awesome. Awesome. Okay. What's your second one? Well, since you said Toy Story 1 original for yours, my this is my 
favorite, favorite, favorite Pixar. This would be my numero uno, for sure. If you were, if you were putting them in if the I was order putting of them which in, you love if them. If I was putting them in order of, if I was ranking them. Okay. It'd be my number one, and it's Toy Story 3. Now, I, I can't remember which one is three. Like, what was the story in three? So, Toy Story 3 is when Andy's going to college. And so, he, where Bonnie takes over the toys. So, by mistake, oh. by misunderstanding, I believe, the toys end up um, in a donation box and go to the daycare center. And they're trying to... They're trying to get back to Andy, Andy, and in and in the end, they um, they end up at the daycare. They end up with with at the daycare and with Bonnie. But um, so yeah, Andy passes them on, and this is again another sad one because, like at What's the very end, at yeah. the very at so so they go through their adventure. Like this is the one where they. Um, where they have lots of lots of fun, lots of lots Huck and Bear, or whatever his name is, <gasps> and and you know like they're in the they're in they're in the daycare, and like there's like a support group for the toys that they, <laughs> that they go to, <laughs> and this is the one where um where uh, Mr. Potato Head um they use like his parts to like they use his parts to like hear what's going on back in Andy's room or Mrs. Potato Head uses her eyes to see or ears or whatever to hear what's going on because she left her ear under the bed or her eyes under the bed. No, she left her eyes, I think. She left something under the That's bed. That's fantastic. In Andy's room. So like she she can realize that she can she can hear what's going on. Um and uh Mr. Potato Head uh, loses his body and they stick his parts in a pita. These are awesome <laughs> scenes where um those where Buzz, are awesome. They're where funny. Buzz gets reprogrammed and he or they they click the Spanish sw- switch yes. and all of a sudden he's 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 Spanish and um and this is when uh I think when Barbie meets Ken and mm-hmm. they have their they have their Barbie house and and they're getting all dressed <laughs> up and dolled up and having having a runway whatever. So um I think it's funny and awesome and I love all the extra characters and this is when at the very end after they get through their they're trying to get back to Andy or whatever but in the end Andy ends up donating the box to the daycare and and, and bringing or what and bringing Bonnie the toys and then Bonnie he sees that there's buzz and he has to decide if he's going to or, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's gonna. He has to decide if he's do, if he's gonna give Buzz away or not because he was gonna he was gonna keep Buzz and bring mm-hmm. him to college. I guess I should have probably started with that. He was gonna bring Buzz <laughs> to college, and then at the very end, after they've been through this big adventure, they almost got like incinerated in, in the garbage, all that stuff. Yeah, really. If if you don't know the movie, you need to watch it because it's the best one. Um, that it's he like- has to decide. He has to decide to what to do, and he gives he gives uh, he gives Woody to. No, to um, it's, it's to Bonnie, and, to, and, it's, to Bonnie. and it's sad. It's, it's so sad. It's, like if, it's you can, if you don't sad. cry at that moment, then it's then, sad uh, at that part the... when they're in the. I remember when they're in the incinerator. Like I was bubbling like a baby in the theater yeah. watching that. Yeah, I, like uncontrollable sobs, thinking, like Carrie, these are real tearjerkers. Yeah. yeah, I remember watching it in the theater and seeing that that scene when they're. When and the, yeah, when they're in the incinerator and, the, and things are moving, and you're thinking, "Oh my goodness, is this the end of the toys? How on earth are they going to get out of here?" And I can't and believe the see. emotional connection I had mm-hmm. to those toys that mm-hmm. I was so devastated at the thought of something happening to them. But such a fun story, like such a fun story, and it can go in so many ways and so much humor and 
And uh, I think it just took it to that next level of humor, mm-hmm. too. Well, um, and I think that's one of the things that Pixar does really, really well. It, it it infuses that humor to the emotional connection. Like, Carrie, we were sobbing uncontrollably over toys. <laughs> but not just toys. Cartoons of toys. Like, they're not... <laughs> right? Like, they're not even real toys. It's... And yet you felt so um, like they were your best friends. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I I think, I, I, yeah, I remember that one. It was funny, but I, I just, I, I can't put them on my list if they make me cry uncontrollably. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't really love Toy Story 2. I didn't really like that one. And Toy Story 4 I thought was amazing, like the way that it looked. Mm-hmm. Um because like honest to goodness how the heck like that's unbelievable you know the like the, yes what they did is just mind-blowing that they put a, a carnival and they put they've they animated a carnival in a antique store and and, and it looks uh, so real and it looks amazing and real and it's awesome but um and i liked it but nothing like nothing like this one but yeah it's a lot of fun so that's that's my number one pixar wow. currently yeah, I couldn't I couldn't pick one. I couldn't pick one. But my third one um would be Inside Out. I absolutely love this movie. I think, you know, for me it's the concept of of having these little people in your head. Like I've told I've told you before, like I think in pictures. When I think things through and I'm trying to puzzle something out, I think in pictures and it, it totally makes sense to me that there's all these little people in my brain and and that I love the thought of, you know, my favorite emoji at work in the unmagical job when I'm I'm doing my Skype meetings or Teams meetings or whatever they are, um, there is a, a little gif of anger. So sometimes when I'm on like a conference call or something and I, I it's almost like I can envision the little anger guy in my brain. Um, you know how he starts and it starts to rise and then he blows his top. I, I I just think it's and it it's so important. It teaches you how there's a place for everything. Like we can't be joy all the time. We can't be sadness all the time. It's just it's so fantastic. And I love it when they they show inside like the mother and father's head. Um, so if you haven't seen the movie Inside Out, is all about the people in your brain that are controlling your emotions. In this little girl Riley, I I guess I probably should have started with that. Um, we're great storytellers we're great storytellers but as you as Riley moves to a new home and a new life that she's got these people in her brain that are are controlling uh, her emotions and I think when they show the father and the mother's brains as they're communicating with each other it's it's like a visual depiction of why people argue and and they don't understand each other it's it's so I thought it was so creative in the story she she's a happy gal and then they move and then she struggles with like kind of puts you in the shoes of a of a young kid that like what they would be what they could possibly go through and understanding their feelings where you might not you know really understand yeah she got depressed little riley got depressed with with yeah with her move and it's so like seeing all of that come together i i just i think my biggest problem with this one is they could so easily have done a sequel they could have done more with this. They could have shown all sorts of stories from the view of these little, these emotions in your brain. I think it's fantastic. I wish they would do more. 
I wish they would do more. Imagine like them pitching that story or creating that story. Like, you know, it's it's in it's in her head. What? Like Yeah. How like, do you how do you, you know, describe there really it? wasn't anything like that? Yeah. I think if you haven't seen it, you you should absolutely watch it. Absolutely. It's funny, it's insightful, it's all sorts of, it gives you all the good bing feels. Bong, yeah. I, I think my fee- my favorite, though, is probably, like, obviously, I love Joy. Uh, sadness makes me laugh because she's just so ho-hum. I, we all have friends like Sadness. Um, you know, fear, just because you can see how irrational, but how it just sort of, it builds and builds and builds. And then all of a sudden, you're like, anger, obviously, but disgust. Like, she just, she's like the coolest cat. She's always disgusted and everything. It's kind of, it's fun. I like okay. sadness. She's my favorite. Oh my goodness. Based on your Pixar movie choices, this is not shocking <laughs> to me. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love Joy. Yeah, I, I like her, but I like sadness the best. Oh my goodness. Okay, Carrie. <laughs> and I'm not sad generally. I just like No, her. you're not a She's sad person. One. But why are all your movie choices sad? Well, like I'm waiting last... for for number three here and I'm a little worried it's that up. it's gonna Don't be worry. like <laughs> It's not up. <laughs> I'm worried that it's going to be something that I'll have you pulling out the Kleenex box. Like, up is sad, but I think the, you know, Andy giving away his, his uh, BFF toy and... and That uh, was worse? Mama Coco putting the pictures together is just as, 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 equally as, as equally as sad. Agreed. In the moment, in the moment, the sadness is the sadness you're dealing with. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, what's your third? So, my third is The Incredibles. Oh, that's and this a good. Oh, and that's not sad. Aha! Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But, but, but I think me. we're going. <laughs> I think, um, but they're sort of similar because I like all these movies, like pretty much for pure entertainment value, right? Like, right. <laughs> so I find the Incredibles, uh, and the reason why they're on the top of my list really was from the Incredibles two. Like, I kind of need to bundle them together, mm-hmm. but um, Incredibles two wouldn't have come around without Incredibles one. So it's <laughs> it's like a it's a it's like a, a animated version of a action movie. Yes, and it, and it truly is, and especially the second one. Like the second one, like you kind of get lost, and you like can you forget that you're well, you don't forget that you're watching a animated, but it's like so. Like every, all of the bits and pieces of it and the feels and the action and the, everything is just like a real life uh, so, movie. Yeah. I, I agreed. I love the Incredibles. I think the Incredibles is so entertaining. And the characters are great. I love that it's set in like, like all of like set like mid-century modern decor and theming. and Oh and yeah, that would design. speak to you. <laughs> like that there alone is makes, makes it an awesome movie but yeah it's just it's just action-packed and it's and it's fun and it's funny and and uh very very entertaining so and i like i said i i kind of forgot about it and and then i after number two i've been watching them both again i really like it so that's probably at the top of my list for sure it's another great thing about Mm -hmm. disney plus is all of these things are on demand for us like we can just go watch them again and again if we want Mm mm-hmm yeah, yeah. A lot now, of, it's a lot of fun. Do you have any honorable mentions? Like picking the three was hard for me. Like I have a few that I'm kind of like, oh, they almost made it, but they didn't. Like I don't, I didn't have a hard time picking my top three, but like it'd probably be harder for the honorable mentions. Like I love Ratatouille. I love, um, I love Up again because it's a sad one. Not, <laughs> I don't like it because it's sad. I like, I like, uh, I like Up. Um, 
I don't know. Like, I think for me, the top ones are clear and then like everything's just so great. There's, um, yeah. So I, my honorable mentions would be, they were almost in my top three are Wally. I, mm-hmm. I think yeah, that's such sure. a great story and it's such a thinker and, and yet it's so fun. Um, especially now that we're doing all this online ordering and stuff. Sometimes I think <laughs> to myself, like, remember those people in Wally, like get up, um, like get up and go to the mailbox or do something to move. Um, the other one obviously is Brave. I absolutely love Merida. I think she's one of my favorite princesses. That's what uh, I thought. I thought Merida was going to be in your top three. Yeah, and I love her, and I love the movie. Uh, she and she's she's one of my favorites. Like she's she's a princess. She's kind of like Mulan. Like I don't need anybody. I'll take care of myself. I'm shooting for my own hand. Blah blah blah. Like I love that. Um, that there she's a strong princess. Uh, she's Scottish, so you know that speaks a little bit to me because that's you know where my family's from. Um, but yeah, I just so it was close. It was close, but. I can't, yeah. You know, when I was thinking about it, like Pixar movies, can you think of any you don't like? And we talked about this a little bit. There's a couple that I didn't like. Um, I did not like Onward. I watched the whole thing. You liked it. I I thought it was kind of odd. I think the story's a little bit odd. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't get my head around that. Um, And then Soul. Did you watch Soul? Yeah. So I don't want to spoil it because it's it's new for people. Um, I think it's a great movie. I think there's a great story in it, but I felt like they kind of left me hanging. I felt <laughs> like there was a whole story to be told they at the end. Told a little bit more, yeah. Yeah, like when the credits started to roll, I was like, wait, but we didn't, you didn't explain <laughs> like this part, like I, that part, and so that frustrated maybe le- me. Meant to let to leave you to ponder, to reflect. I thought it was maybe a setup for a sequel, like <laughs> whatever it is. But I was kind of like, oh, you got to be kidding me. You could have told this story. So that part, um, that part kind of. Are there any Pixar movies you didn't like? No, no, I don't think so. I think there's some that I kind of forget about because they were, you know, they were so long ago. Like, I can't tell you the last time I watched Bugs Life. Um Oh, that's such a great story. Yeah, but uh, yeah, exactly. Like if yeah. I watched it, I would probably, if I watched them, if we had watched them, if we binge watched them all, we probably would have a hard time ranking them if they were more familiar well, to our see, brains. Right? Carrie, like, so then maybe my them. my idea of not giving you all this advance notice <laughs> of the topic is it serves a purpose. Because if you had too much time, you would have binge watched them and then you would never have decided. And Monsters, Inc. is good. Another oh my one gosh, that, of that course. I like. like, they're all great. Like, that's a thing. I think it's it's probably easier just to to give my top three instead of... Yes. You know. No the, honorable mention. Now, have you ever heard of... Because um, I can always uh, steer the discussion towards uh, something I a watch Muppet. on YouTube. <laughs> no, oh, not Muppet. It's, it's either a Muppet or a YouTube. <laughs> um, have you ever heard of the Pixar theory? The Pixar theory. Oh, so, of how all the movies are connected? Yeah, so it's like they're all on a same on a t- on a time timeline on a on a continuum. Like they all are placed somewhere. So um and I won't like I won't be able to explain it or or tell or tell you how they're in order, but um there's a man that put this theory together. Uh I think he has a book about it, but I watch um these guys on YouTube called the Super Carlin Brothers and they like love this theory and they every time there's a new Pixar movie, they 
they talk about how it fits in the con- in their in continuum. this continuum, and, and and they don't necessarily even rank them the way that the man that who owns a theory. Um, but it's very very cool to like like to see how they they talk about fitting a movie about um, dinosaurs, space, uh, monsters Inc how they brave how they all fit in the same storyline it's very 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 cool so if you are a pixar fan uh, mm-hmm. you should look up the pixar theory and the the fellows that i watch they're super carlin brothers are two brothers they usually um go like debate back and forth or they they uh challenge each other on things or they take turns reviewing uh various pixar movies they love harry potter they love disney stuff so there's it's not just that it's pixar pixar um you always Chat, have like right? a new YouTuber every episode. I these guys are I love these guys. Like so, I'll link to them in the show notes yeah. for sure. And if you, so, if you love Pixar movies and you want to kind of think <laughs> about it a little, or just are interested in seeing this this theory and and you can see the original theory, and if you really think it's cool, then you can watch some of their videos and see, um, you know, see how they break it down. And they they have so much fun. Like even before. Even before a movie, a Pixar movie comes out, they'll when they just have the tidbits of what it of what what they're talking about it going to be or whatever, they totally like imagine they they imagine what they think a movie's going to be, and then so it's neat to see that, and then they they usually fit it in, you know, they'll fit it in the theory or they'll they whatever. So it's because it, they're super fans, so it's cool. That's that's awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll link I'll link to that in the show notes for sure. Very cool. Okay, Carrie, I think we've we've shared our Pixar our Pixar <laughs> passions. <laughs> what um this week, what brought you joy? What made you happy? What brought you some pixie dust? Um, well, I had to think a few things of pixie dust. One thing oh, that oh, you oh, kind oh, of pointed out. Hang on a second. So, are you telling me that this week you have more than one pixie dust? Like it's well, not I'm even not a, a debate not... about the, about you getting pixie dust. You've got multiple well, maybe you pointed one out as being pixie dust. The fact that when I go to my aunt's every single week for my crafting uh, date with her, that she pretty much uh, delivers a gourmet uh, meal. <laughs> so I'm having restaurant quality food you once are. a week uh, with my aunt, which is, uh, yes, of course, that's awesome. You've that's... sent me these pictures of what your aunt serves when this you go over for craft night. This week It was a charcuterie board and um, bread pudding with like... salted caramel sauce. It's like, oh my goodness, this is like amazing. You're going to a restaurant once a week. Like, fantastic. Yeah. Love it. So that's So yeah, that's, that's pixie dust. That's that's pixie dust that I've that I've um what I I I'm very grateful for for what she mm-hmm. what she does and how she spoils me when I when I visit and I think she's excited to have cuz she lives alone, she's excited to have someone to cook to cook for and share with. Yeah. Cuz otherwise she'll cook it for herself and then she she has to eat it for 4 days. So Right. Um Maybe I'm her pixie dust. Maybe you're hers. (laughs) (laughs) And then I found I have some breaking news that uh, it was breaking news. I felt it brought me a lot of joy because I did this puzzle and I was missing two pieces and I had an extra piece. (laughs) Yeah, you sent me a picture of your puzzle with two missing pieces, and and then you said, "Here's the piece I have." And it did and, not fit in the two pieces that were empty. And it, and I've and I had <laughs> I had text messaged and and um, and got feedback and advice from some of my uh, serious puzzling friends. They both the the two that I reached out to were like, 
are you sure that extra piece is from your puzzle? I'm like, yes, it absolutely is. Uh, so I was, I was waiting to see if it was like something wrong with the puzzle. Like maybe I got a, I got a piece when I shouldn't have, and then somebody else has my piece. Um, but today I, I found my puzzle pieces on the floor. Thanks to my cats. I found one, I found one right away. So I was missing two and I did a sweep and I found the one and then I was still missing the one. So I had the one missing and the one extra. And then when you have like, I found the puzzle company. I could email them and tell them I was missing pieces oh and I had goodness. an extra piece. But as a cat owner, you think you've got <laughs> I to was put... going to say... And, they... and being an honest person, I had <laughs> to have a longer reply. window before I complained about my puzzle pieces being <laughs> missed, mix, missed up, mixed, wonky. So I was like, no, Carrie, don't send that email quite yet. you got to give it some more time. So I waited like another like week, week and a half. And I swept again the same place where I swept last time because I had so a they feeling must it was underneath some, some furniture, like a specific piece of furniture near my puzzling area. So um, I did another good sweep. Like I, I swept already underneath all of the couches. <laughs> like I did a good sweep, lifted up the cat bowls, lifted up the plate. I found, I found them in the hall closets before. I found them underneath planters. Like I had done a fairly decent like mm-hmm. extra sweep to look for it and I didn't find it. But still, as a cat <laughs> owner... With multiple cats, you know I better. still thought I'd still need a window of time before I determine, come to the conclusion that there is a missing piece because of the manufacturing of this puzzle. But I found my piece yesterday. <laughs> so the so puzzle is I have complete. a complete puzzle and I still have an extra piece. So the extra hmm. piece is, and it's definitely part of my puzzle because it's very obvious that it's part of the It's part puzzle. of the puzzle. Yes. Oh, it's not It's not a different puzzle or a puzzle piece from a puzzle I did before. It is definitely an extra piece of the puzzle. So that brought me a lot of joy because I didn't That's... have to complain that I had a wonky puzzle <laughs> and my puzzle is now complete. Because there's nothing worse than putting a puzzle together and, missing and having a, piece. a missing piece. That's yeah. It's the no, worst. That's not good. That's not good. So the survey fact that puzzle, you found du- <laughs> survey puzzle junkies, and that's well, the worst. I think it's fantastic that you're saying I had to survey my serious puzzle friends. I <laughs> like, did not ask you that. No, you did not you're ask just me. Starting the puzzle. <laughs> I only novice. messaged a couple people. Two. I'm people. just I'm just a beginner, but the fact is that you have this roster of serious puzzle friends. <laughs> to, yeah. to, to I survey. needed their advice. Like, what would you do? Do they also have, have you ever cats? gotten? A, have you ever did gotten they, a puzzle with an extra? But did they also have cats? Uh, my yeah, my one friend yeah. has a cat. Yeah, see, because you could have asked me because my first response would have been the cats did it. It it it's, yeah, it stands it to was, reason. It, well, generally, if I wouldn't have fa- had the extra piece, I would have a hundred percent. You would have assumed, assumed it was the cats. It was the cats, but because I had the extra puzzle piece, I was that wondering, threw. is it? the puzzle or is it my cats so I, <laughs> like i have i have had yeah when i find a puzzle piece in the weirdest spots i'm just i don't i don't even get mad at the cats i'm just so grateful yeah. that i found my puzzle because i want my puzzle complete <laughs> well that's some pretty good pixie dust carrie yeah. mm-hmm. so there you go look at you with two pieces of pixie dust this week what's your pixie dust my pixie dust well it does involve you so maybe you'll maybe you'll agree with me that it was pixie dust but you and i finally decided to test out zoom on facebook so live streaming from zoom on facebook and we did it in our group the pixie dust fan group on facebook and it worked 
I wasn't sure it was going to work because sometimes I'm challenged like that. Um, but we figured it out. We got it to work. We even invited someone into it and it's still live streamed into the group. And not only did it work once we figured it out. So truth be told, the first few seconds, we didn't know we were live. That's what I was just going to say. If you ask the people that watched, we they would probably <laughs> say, no, you didn't know that it worked right away. We did not. So the first little bit, we did not know we were live, but whatever. It, it, we did figure it out once the comments started rolling in saying, I can hear you, I can see you. Um, the fact is, we got a lot of great feedback uh, on that, that there were some people that were just saying, you know what, it was so much fun to zone out and just listen and chat Disney or whatever. Um, it was a lot of fun. And yeah, it was a great conversation. We spent like 45 minutes, we chit chatted, we answered questions. And we had so much fun, we're gonna do it again. And uh, do it again. let's do it again. So yeah, I think it was fun. And it was it was fun to to share that time with some people. So yeah, we're doing it again. It's exciting. It is. Cool. Well, that's our pixie dust. That's our fun for the week, Carrie. Always a pleasure. Yipper. <laughs> We're always looking for new topics that what you want to hear. So please make sure you're sending them in. And uh, if you guys want to support us, absolutely. Um, you know, you can tell people about us. That's the best way is to get the word out. Yep. Um, you know, Carrie, we have listeners all over the world. Like you and I both check the stats. It's crazy where people are listening to us from. So thank you all so much for listening. And yeah, tell your tell your friends and family, share us online with whoever um, you think might might enjoy it too. And uh, leave us a rating and review. Those go such a long way. Uh, you know, because they tell other people that they should maybe listen to the podcast too. So if you can do that, that would be fantastic. Cool. Well, thanks again. And we'll, we'll see you next week. Thanks again for listening to us. And until next time, remember, you are never too old to be young. Chase your dreams and design your own happily ever after.